One of the most amazing things about human nature is how much we undervalue our own knowledge. It's, it's normal, right? If you know it, it's normal. Everybody should know it, right? That's what we all subconsciously think like. It's like, I know how to cook, so anybody who doesn't, like, what's wrong with you? Like, this is easy. Like, just, just do this. Or I, I know how to drive. How do you not understand how to drive? You just get in the car and you drive. Like, it's very, it's not logical. It's all subconscious, all right? Basically, what you think is, you know what you know, and so why is it special? It's not special because you know it. So to you, at least, it's not special. This is basically how we work on the, on the inside, essentially, right? And, you know, special is basically what we don't have or what we don't know. That's what's special. That's what we, re we really value. The things that we do not have yet or the things that we do not know. And that's okay. It's not a bad thing. That's kind of what makes us be such a... Well, it, it, I, I understand this is a debatable statement, but we are a thriving species. Like, we keep evolving in a direction. I don't know if it's the best direction, but we are evolving. We are, we're definitely progressing somehow, somewhere, basically, okay? But the point here is really for you to understand that when it comes to imposter syndrome, the main thing behind it is that you don't really value what you know, okay? And another thing that we usually do, and this is very, very related to, to uh, imposter syndrome is we always value other people's knowledge more. So let's say I'm a great cook, which I'm not, but let's say I'm a great cook and you know, I'm very proud of my cooking skills, right? But if somebody said, hey, you should be a chef or something, and then I'm like, uh, why, why would I? There's so many people who are better than me. This is so common for people to do. We put ourselves down regarding our knowledge because we have seen that other people know more than us or they're better than us. Just because there's a bunch of people who are better than you or that know more than you at something, that doesn't mean your, your, your knowledge isn't super valuable anyway, right? And that's kind of the mistake we all make. It's like, ah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm an expert at this, but that guy, like, he was born his whole life studying this. He knows everything about it. So I guess I don't know that much. I kind of know a little bit, but not really. This guy's better than me, so I guess I'm not... I'm not qualified enough to say that I'm an expert at this stuff, you know, and it's kind of ridiculous that we, we go about it this way. Maybe it's a little bit of ego because it's like, oh, I'm not the one who knows the most, so I can't just go around pretend, acting like I'm the one who knows the, the most. But I'm, I'm not saying that you should be a conceited person. I'm just saying you should be confident in what you know, right? And let me just give you an example. Uh, I think this example will really make it clear to you how much we don't care about our own knowledge, right? Imagine, you know, a guy in, uh, he just finished law school, okay? He is basically, you know, an intern at a big law firm. He is beginning his career in, in, in you know, the law industry. Maybe he's going to be a lawyer. It doesn't really matter. What matters is this person studied four, five, six years. They have finally graduated. They finally graduated and now they had their first job. How are they going to feel in the beginning? How are they going to feel with, with the first client that they have to defend in court or you know, prosecute? Whatever it is, how do you think they're going to feel? Most likely, they're going to feel like an imposter. They're going to think, I have no experience. I've never 
had a case before. I am responsible for this man's or this woman's uh, future. And what if I screw everything up? That person is going to feel like they know nothing, right? However, at that exact same time, there is some college freshman who just got into college and he will he would basically kill to have all the knowledge of that first guy who 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 feels like he knows nothing right now in fact that that second guy is literally going to pay a bunch of money and go through four or five maybe six years of strenuous studying of in learning just to get to that guy's points the point that he's saying i know nothing right and this is really this, the point of this example is just for you to understand that no matter how much information you gather, you're always going to feel like you don't know shit. At least if you're outside of your comfort zone, that is. That's really the key thing, right? Whenever you're put outside of your comfort zone, you feel like an imposter. You feel scared. You feel inexperienced. And that's really what's happening with imposter syndrome, okay? And the reason is once you come out of your, your comfort zone, it's unfamiliar, it's it's challenging, it's hard, right? And that's kind of the, the problem right there. That's what makes you nervous because what what you don't know is valuable, right? What's hard is is valuable and tough, right? But what's easy for us, what you actually what, what you already know, it has no value. It has absolutely no value. Just because you know it, you feel like it has no value. That's why that, that law school guy who just finished college, he doesn't think, oh, I, I learned all this crap. No, what he knows is not valuable because he has just stepped out of his comfort zone and now all of his knowledge is being put to the test in a new, in, in a new environment, in, in a new experience. And so in his mind, it's like, oh, so all that thing that I did in college is now, it has no value because this is the challenge that I'm facing right now. This is what I need to grow into. This is what I need to face. Right. Um, maybe this part is a little bit confusing, but it, the, the point is really what we know, we do not value what we don't know. We value. That's it. OK, so you need, you need to be aware of this, consciously speaking, because, you know, that's how you understand the world and, and life in general. And I'll give you another, another example um, of things that are, va are valuable and then they, they stop being valuable. Let's say you, you, you buy a Ferrari. Right. If you bought a Ferrari, that means you find it to be very valuable because you paid a lot of money for it. Right. But five years later, if you've driven that Ferrari pretty much every day, you're not going to care about it. You're going to, it's going to be taken for granted. It's going to be part of your life. And you're not going to be psyched every time you go, you go inside that Ferrari. But five years prior, you were. Once again, what you have, what you've, you're, you're comfortable with having, what's part of your life for a long time, you just don't care. There is no novelty no excitement no no danger no unknown no you know none of that crap basically so it's like oh look the ferrari i've gone into what two thousand times let's do it again how can you still be excited about you know what's essentially an object it's very natural and i, I really hope i've brought this point home we do not care about what we know that is one of the main parts of imposter syndrome the fact that we subconsciously undervalue our own knowledge because we already have it. If we did not have it, we would value it. Because we have it, we do not value it. All right. As human beings, we only value what we lose. And that's the big irony.
Because, again, going back to the Ferrari, sure, maybe you don't care, but if somebody stole the Ferrari, then you would care because then somebody took your Ferrari. That's the difference right there. So it does help to ask you a question. If you woke up tomorrow and didn't know, I don't know, 50% of your current knowledge on something or maybe you didn't know specific topics, how would you feel? It's a cool thing. It's a cool exercise for you to do. Let's say you're a doctor. Uh, let's say you're, you're a generalist doctor. If you woke up tomorrow and you forgot everything you know about the heart and the lungs, how valuable would that be information? Would, how valuable would that information be then? It would be way more valuable, right? Because you don't have it anymore. So you have to chase it again. And that's really the key here, right? So now that I'm, I, I've made this point very clear and I've really emphasized it and I'm pretty sure at this point, most people who are listening to this or watching this, hopefully you understand the logic behind this, you know, if you, I'm not going to repeat it again, I don't want to become annoying. Now you might be asking, okay, cool. So most likely 99% of people feel the imposter syndrome, at least from what you're saying, right? So how can we actually get past it? Give us solutions, stop diagnosing the problem and give us solutions. Okay. So I'm going to use an example to give you a solution. All right. I'm going to use the example of, of Joe, a personal trainer. It's, it's a fictional person, of course, but Joe, is a 30 year old um, fitness trainer, you know, personal trainer, whatever you want to call it. Okay. He works at a gym, right? He is a knowledgeable uh, person. He, he, he has a passion for what he does. It's an intrinsical passion of his. He likes it. He loves learning about it. He has a bunch of certifications. Okay. He, you can go to his house. He has a bunch of certification on the wall, on the, the drawer, whatever, man. Like he sees, he's, he's, he sees a course. He thinks it's interesting and he goes after it. Okay. He also has been working at that gym for four years, right? So he's comfortable now. He has a routine. Uh, life isn't challenging anymore. It's, it's all, you know, under control, all good, right? In that gym, he does fitness, uh, some, some sort of fitness class, right, with, his, with the people who attend. And then he also has personal training, personal trainer clients, right? People who he does personal training one-on-one. -on -one. This is his situation, okay? But... Joe is kind of tired of the average income that he has. He wants more. He also wants passive income. He doesn't want to trade his time for money anymore, right? He's 30 years old. He wants to travel the world a little bit, maybe. It doesn't really matter. The point is, he decides to create a fitness program about calisthenics because that's his specialty. That's what he loves the most. doesn't matter. All good so far, right? You're probably thinking, okay, what's up? Like, why are you talking about Joe? He seems to be in a pretty good place. He knows what he's talking about. And now he's going to release a program. Sounds good to me. But that's the thing. Joe isn't as confident as you as it may seem. Because self-doubt, most likely, most of the times at least, self-doubt will show when you're about to, when you know that you're about to, to be exposed somehow, or maybe you're about to present something to a large audience. For some reason, the idea of a lot of people seeing our work or seeing what we're doing creates a lot of self-doubt, right? It's just because we know people are judgmental. We know more, more eyeballs will be on us. And so naturally we do the math and we're like, okay, somebody's going to judge me, etc. Okay. And so what's going to happen is I even wrote, wrote, wrote here a couple of insecurity questions that people can ask themselves in this case joe what's going to happen is because of that self-doubt joe is going to start having the you know these kinds of thoughts i'm going to to tell you right now so he's going to start thinking why would anyone buy my program when they can when they can buy someone else's here 
here he is again, you know, um, giving more value to the knowledge of other people, right? Why would anyone pay me for such a ba uh, basic knowledge? Here he's undervaluing his knowledge and he's also basically showing that he's never really sold anything to anybody, right? And I can't compete with all of those online fitness coaches. This is just pure insecurity. What if what I know isn't enough to help others? Now, this is the most uh, imposter syndrome thought that I wrote down. And, and the, la the last one, what if this is how I find out I don't know anything? Again, this is just pure insecurity. But these are just examples of the thoughts that we have once we're having imposter syndrome, right? And right now you're having an objective view on this and you're probably thinking, why is Joe thinking this though? Like he has the certifications, he knows a lot, he has the experience, but that's the thing, right? Imposter syndrome is almost all insecurity. It's insecurity. Well, if you have imposter syndrome, it's just rooted in insecurity, right? And also confident Confidence comes from results. That's where it comes from, right? So naturally, Joe is going to doubt himself because he has never created a program. He has never seen the results of creating a program and seeing that he's able to help people via, via that medium, okay? So there's no results, there's no confidence. This, that's basically what's happening. And the other thing is that the fitness program is outside of Joe's comfort zone, which is exactly what I was talking about. If it's outside of a comfort zone, it's going to bring up the insecurity that's inside you, all right? And the point of the example here is that what's happening is Joe has made a decision and once imposter syndrome comes in, what, what's happening is Joe is focusing on the negative. That's all he's seeing, right? He's, he's saying all, all, all the, the thoughts I just told you he's having, like what if people don't like it? Why don't people buy other, uh, from other people? Why would people buy from me? He's focusing everything, every single piece of his, of his uh, focus and attention on his doubts, on his insecurity, right? And what you need to do is focus on the, the positives, focus on the reasons why you would be able to help people. For example, in this randomly made up scenario, Joe should instead focus on the fact that he has 15 loyal attendees who never miss a class of his. He's their favorite instruct instructor and he, he could focus on that, right? He could, he could also focus on the fact that he was more knowledgeable in college or the fact that he loves calisthenics more than most people he knows. Whatever, there's a bunch of stuff he could focus on. It could be the certificates, it could be the, the, the gym experience. There's a bunch of things, but once you're feeling the imposter syndrome, that's not gonna happen. You're just gonna focus on what's on what scares you, basically, right? On what freezes you, on what makes you think you're not good enough. And that's what you need to, to do. You need to stop that from happening. Whenever you get a negative thought, you gotta fight it with a positive one. So if it's like, oh, why would people buy from me? Oh, because I've been doing this for four years, okay? And the other thing that he, th th this is a good tip, I usually, tell this tip to my clients and it works most of the time. It depends on the person. Sometimes people are more insecure, but what, he, what, what Joe can do to, to gain confidence is ask himself the following question. And I do recommend that you do this for yourself as well. He could say, he could say to himself, one out of 10, how much do I know about calisthenics, right? And easily, uh, funnily enough, once you do ask yourself this question about whatever it is that you're, you're trying to not be an imposter in, your, your brain will come up with a number, right? And in this case, let's say that Joe has eight, right? He asks himself, 
okay, I'm going to create a program about calisthenics on a scale of one to 10. How much knowledge do I have on calisthenics? And his answer was eight, right? Eight, you might be hearing the eight and be like, if he says eight, why is he being such a bitch? You know, he's being a bitch because of insecurity. That's it. You cannot judge someone who's being insecure because it's not logical. All right. So Joe says eight and that instantly makes him feel better. Right. But still the insecurity is there. Once you've come up with the number, it could be a, a five. If you say five, it's not that bad because here's the point. Joe said eight. This means that he can easily, and I repeat easily, he can easily help anybody who is beneath eight. If someone knows one, uh, seven out of 10 of calisthenics, Joe can help them. If someone knows six, five, four, three out of 10, whatever number that's below eight, he can help them, right? And the thing is, even people with nine or 10, if they saw his program, maybe they would see some sort of approach or exercise that they hadn't seen before. So technically he can still, you know, give them some tip or help them out somehow, right? Because we don't all have the same experience, all the same perspectives, right? So it's always valuable. And this is what you need to do. You need to basically ask yourself th this question, like one out of 10, how much do I know about, uh, about this? Is it five? Okay. That means I can help anybody who is a five or lower, right? And then you just need to focus on the positive, on the reasons why you are not an imposter and ignore the reasons why you feel like an imposter. Cause most of the times it's insecurity. Okay. That's, that's really what it is. And at the end of the day, just stop thinking you're not good enough. Okay. Just stop thinking you're not good enough. That that's it. You just, that's a disservice to yourself. All right. In, instead of, of thinking, Oh, I'm not good enough. I'm going to screw this up. What's going to happen. Instead of having all those imposter syndrome things, just look at yourself in the mirror and say, look, all I can do is my best. So that's what I'm going to ask of myself. Let's just do this. Let's give it my best. And then we'll see what happens. We'll see where we're at. If things aren't, don't go well, that doesn't mean I'm an imposter. It just means I'm not experienced enough and I need to keep trying. That's it. You know, get the, the weight off your shoulders. It'll, it'll be fine. If something goes wrong, that just shows you, you need to practice more. You need to learn more, etc. It's not the end of the world. So whatever it is that you're currently feeling like an imposter at, understand that you just need to make that situation a part of your comfort zone and then you'll stop feeling like an imposter. All right. Um, I hope this was helpful. If you found it, if you found this uh, episode valuable, subscribe, like the, the video if you're watching this on YouTube. And yeah, you can catch me again on the next one.